All right, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Conspiracy Social Club, a.k.a. Deep Bars, a.k.a. Highway to the Danger Zone. Touchy subjects. <laughs> I forgot about the Yes, touches. guys, listen. Thank you for tuning in to the number one debate show the, in the that, world. That, listen, right. guys, we are putting out two new episodes every week. Episodes, video, and audio at rockfin.com slash Conspiracy Social Club. Two new episodes every week. Are you every kidding? week, hammer plus, of God. Plus, plus, you get old audio episodes anywhere you get your podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you yeah. want to, hey, you go, hey, doc, listen to me. I got to check this out before I, I you know, I yeah. invest in this thing. Listen to old episodes. Yeah, and believe me, you'll invest. You'll invest. Great <laughs> show like to of laugh all time. And fucking learn how right i am and how wrong sam is five star reviews give it to us love us help us get in that top 200 to show everybody what's real now listen you want to see us live it's real easy you want to find out where we're going where we're going to be where we're going to be dropping the hammer of the gods at just go to briancallen.com and samtriplee.com and and don't don't wait there's more yeah uh, we got merch and more about the show at aka deepwaters.com. You guys like wearing awesome shirts? Yeah. That say aka deepwaters <laughs> or whatever. I don't even know what the fuck the merch is. I do know I have one of the shirts and it looks great on my body. Yeah. If you want a shirt to look amazing on your body with sick cotton, the kind of cotton you can only find in a very tiny, tiny valley in Egypt picked by the most beautiful women of all time, then you and, and then combed. <sighs> combed with ivory combs combed with i yeah we had to kill elephants for it but guess what worth it when it hits your body and the stitching you want to talk about stitching we had to use very small children because they have tiny fingers they do get back yes. breaks yeah they so get, get shirts that we use hot chicks picking cotton slaughtering elephants and child labor, and child labor. go get but it they now. are fucking worth it it's like dipping your torso into a warm fucking bath with some honey mixed in. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. All right. Okay. And you want to come see me live? You come to Brea. Okay. Improv. And this we got to go. Okay. When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They, they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken, snake gods, and the Anunnaki, and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, a.k.a. Deep Waters. Yeah, yeah, this is Conspiracy Social Club, a.k.a. Deep Waters. Did we we're hit getting the board? our sign up. Now we're at 33, yeah. dude. Look at Another 30... Illuminati number. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you like comedy, you, you come see me in Nashville. You come see me in Nashville. Nashville. Uh, February 11, 12, and 13. Yeah. Then, then if you really like comedy, you go to Virginia Beach Comedy Zone, February 18, 19, 20. And if you're really nuts, you go to Jacksonville, the comedy... Uh, I think it's the Funny Bone. No, it's the Comedy Zone Jacksonville's in Jacksonville. About getting a whole Jacksonville bunch. Comedy Zone. Have you been Zone. to Jacksonville? What's that? Have you ever been to Jacksonville? Virginia Beach actually is a Funny Bone. What's that? Have you ever been to Jacksonville? No. Jacksonville is yeah, the lar- second largest county in the country. What? Yeah, outside of Los Angeles. Is that big? Yeah. So when you go there, it's like 
it's the craziest thing because it is a big city, but it's spread out so long that it's almost like tiny villages all Damn. over the place. Really? It's about to get real interesting. Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence is going to be there. But yeah, ja I have family in Jacksonville. Dude. Wow. And, right. uh, so I'll be at the Jacksonville Comedy Zone. I'm going to be at the March Raleigh four, at five, Good and six. At Good Nights. You will? February 8th through the 20th my good friend john toll will be working with me so and i'm trying to get someone else who lives in north carolina to come do it but she's not returned my phone call so i don't know what's going on the but hell? the point is i'm gonna be there and then awesome uh, tin foil hats are coming dude a couple tin foil hats me and eddie bravo who's got mia under deep undercover uh he's gonna be start coming out towards the end of the uh the middle of the 2021 so Dates are coming. My website should be done this week. This It's taking a little longer than I expected, but it will be amazing. Amazing. Now, Sam, you were just saying uh, you hate people. What were you saying right before this? I love humanity. I just hate, I hate the, like, we're kind of getting into a conversation, but I want to kind of focus on the, the abuse of uh, political correctness. So there's this football player right now, and his name is uh, Deshaun Watson. And he wants out of Houston. And one of the reasons he, he said he wants, maybe we already talked about this. We but, didn't. But he talked about he wanted out of Houston because the owner doesn't do it enough for social justice. And I'm like, this is a very weird, slippery slope you're doing. Because now you're allowing people just to just use feelings as a reason why they don't want to honor a contract. Just using feelings. You're right. And because like they know I, ESPN will run away. Stephen A. Smith will be like, my man walks out because the owner isn't caring enough. And then, then everybody Or Stephen A. Smith is critical of the, the player. I, I, I like Stephen A. Smith because he can tend to be pretty fair sometimes. Uh, like he'll be like, play football. But the your job is – like the problem is that you're, you're putting on an owner. When you say that about an owner, you are then suggesting – that you know what his day is like and what his responsibilities are like. When you have to run an NFL football team, it may very well be a full-time job. It's like the reason I was never critical of Dana White. Dana White, I know a lot of fighters, I know a lot of people in the business who were critical. And I and Brendan used to always say, you're on the fence, you know, about you're like Switzerland. You want I I have never said one bad thing about Dana because I have no idea what it's like, detail, or even generally, to run the UFC. I have no idea what it's like to have 500-plus fighters on my roster, and, and I have no idea what their budget is. I have no idea how they pay. So for me to criticize a promoter and an owner like Dana White would be coming from a place of total ignorance. And I wish no, I more people that. were that way. I, you know, I have weird things with all that. There's, you know, here's the thing about the huge, and I understand what you're talking about. I mean, look, the results are in the pudding. Look where, look where the UFC is. Now, I mean, like, yeah. came out of nowhere. It's very interesting. It's very interesting that money, Rogan though. was part of two things that 30 years ago weren't here. Like, he's the biggest Pod, of those two Podcasting things. and UFC? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember when he called me and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do color commentary at the UFC. That's how far back we go. That's we Joe Rogan and I went to I think it was Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and they had a they had the fights in a parking lot, UFC parking lot, and and uh, that was when Randy Couture was the monster. That was when Vitor Belfort lost to Randy Couture, and then after the fight, we were all hanging around and uh, in in a bar, and Randy was drinking a beer, 
and right next to me and 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 they replayed the fight and i never forgot this it was so such a highlight for me i was just some kid and uh randy this was, was what 1850 it was because randy was drink he was sipping on a budweiser just a regular guy with all the other fighters just with by all the fans before anybody was famous and uh, they said, he can box. And I looked at Randy, I go, I didn't know he could box, like joking around. And he goes, box me? You know? And I was like, he's so cool. He fucking, you know, it was a little thing. I'm, I'm sure he would never remember it. But, but that, that's how far back we go. That was, that was uh, I don't know how long ago that was. That was 25 years ago? Well, that's why it's so unique that, like, to be able to position yourself in both those things is pretty fucking insane. I, I, I agree. Here's my problem with, I, the one thing I don't like the UFC did was taking away sponsorship. And I think in the long run, that's going to hurt the, hurt the sport. Well, it certainly because, hurts the fighters, man. Because the more money these fighters make, the bigger, the better athletes you will get. Correct. Okay. But when we go back to the, the, the Foster situation or the Watson situation, is like, why should this guy's politics match your politics? Like, this is a business, man. I agree. And it's it goes back to my theory. Why, like, I, I the, if I ran Spotify, I would fire everybody that was like, we don't like Joe Rogan. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get pencil push. I get, get you well, know. I think, I think what's what's happened with social media, whether it's good or bad, is that you, uh, you can push your so you can push your political agenda, and 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 you and the hammer you can use is n no longer just your words you can actually use your influence to put economic pressure on a company on a person and you can use the threat of economic cancellation and that's very fucking real and i don't know if it's always been that way but it's certainly very easy now to organize it so you can organize a boycott on someone's business based on how you feel based yeah. on what your politics are and typically your politics are based on how you feel and 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 also based on a narrative that's being fed to you a lot of times from probably not the best place right and so that's what's so dangerous is that and here brian people it are might not the wrong even be ideas. real i mean Correct, dude, have you I mean. heard of astroturfing like you know yes. how everything's like a grassroots movement yeah. well corporations intelligence they start stuff called astroturfing where they they fake a grassroots movement that's, so this right. this company could get be could be getting bombarded by bots just bots exactly. saying hey you should fire him you should fire him you should fire him there are a lot thousand ways to do it yeah and that's that's and we we don't yet have um a way to uh you know, uh, to to kind of contradict that narrative, it's really fucking hard. And so it's it's kind of interesting. So you know, it's like for me, Brian. It's like my career has been very interesting. I learned very early I wasn't a cool kid, but it's like, man, I I am super thankful to be like as indie as possible right now. And you know what I want to go back to? It's like you know these corporations. It's very interesting how. How like sometimes they'll just dis like hey man you know you're you're toxic blah blah but like I look at like Joey Diaz right when all that stuff was going down with Joey Diaz and like how his fans just rallied dude yeah man they because he's authentic and, 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 but if I was a corporation I go oh that's who I want to sponsor but corporations have their own dirt. And corporations are terrified, and the people in corporations have their own dirt. And those people are terrified that they will be exposed. And it's not because they're bad people necessarily. It's because, as you know, in this crazy world, whatever somebody says you did 
30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. It's unbelievable. It, it and, 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 and it does, you need zero proof. You just need hearsay. It ruins you. It's Brian, back to McCarthyism. Listen, And man. that's terrifying to everyone. Well, it doesn't allow you to behave nobly. What it, what it causes you to do is run scared like a bitch. Yeah. And that's, that's what, and so if you, if, so, so everybody prays to the great almighty dollar. And if you are a corporation or a company that's coming up, the last thing you want is an organized boycott based on the zeitgeist of the day, based on the emotion of the day. Why do you think all these corporations were posting black squares? Would they, they were so brave and they made such a dent in racism, didn't they? With their black square posting. Would you have done that in the 60s? Just a question. Would you have done that in the 70s? Would you have done it in the 80s? Would you have done it in the 90s? Would you have done it in the early 2000s? I'll answer the question. No, you wouldn't. You know why? Would have fucked your business. It would have killed your business. You want proof? The Dixie Chicks went bad on the Iraq war. At the end of the day, they were right. And they made fun of George Bush. They got fucked, dropped by la their label and everything else. So this, this, this cancel culture works both ways. It comes from the right when they're in power and it comes from the left when they're in power. And until everybody starts to realize that that isn't good for this fucking country, that you need something called due process in general, we're, and I don't think we'll ever get there. Well, I mean, the problem is, is that people eternalize stuff, in particular women, I'm sorry, they, they really do do it. And you see it in comedy at a comedy club. You'll have women go up to you and tell you how they're offended on something that is like, Nobody's in their groups involved. Like they get offended on other people's behalfs. So when the allegations come out, they eternalize it. Well, I think people do get, uh, I do think that's interesting. Like people get uh, offended on other people's behalf. You see this with a lot of white wokers, the, the super woke white Well, people. it's also. They're more emotional than the people who have been affected by these. 100% dude. Like you'll do a black joke at a show. Black, like people will look. White people look at the black people to see if they could laugh at the joke. I see it happen all the time. Black people, black, uh, people be, and I see <laughs> well, it everybody, all everybody's the time. terrified. Everybody's terrified. Well, yeah, and it's we're, just we're, like, we're, we're the, the, my, my, my issue with the left is that that um, I'm not saying they don't have value, but I'm saying that you, you, a lot of times, whether it's I, I shouldn't use the left. I just think my issue with all this fucking speech police. And all this hypersensitivity around issues like gender and race is that it takes flirtation, sex, and humor out of everything. You're not allowed to say what you don't mean anymore because you're, 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 they say that's what you mean. You can't, intent but, and, and, doesn't and, matter. But, but when someone they like does it, it it's completely and utterly flip. And it's like, ah, it's just a joke. Well, Great example is uh, any, anyone accuse anything that happened 20 years ago, right? And, and the left just destroys them. But then when you bring up to them Joe Biden and the crime bill, uh, Camille Harris and her record with black, locking up black people, well, they tell you that was then. They're different now. Or they just don't talk about it. Like Biden's allegations they don't talk about with Tara Reid. Or Clinton's many allegations. They never they, they made a deal with the devil. So, so, was, you know, so, you know, so Brian, you know, a lot of times you, you, you may not be into this, but I am 100% believe that there's there is some very powerful people over a very long time that have programmed us to believe what is up is really down and in particular what they've learned because the these these elites very very powerful elites you know um 
they they know spiritual they know ancient knowledge and uh and part of the ancient knowledge is that everybody has light and dark in them darkness and you know the real thing is to hone it and own it but what what we've seen over time is this incredible movement and pressure to basically have people try to deny their darkness this weird and it becomes secrets now in recovery you'll see people who guys who are like gay right and they can't come to grips with that being gay so they end up just drinking and doing drugs to to because the secret is eating them up because in society you can't you know for the longest time you you couldn't be gay or else you would be shunned by everybody right um so so that you have a light and you have a dark and what what's going on is now people in particular like a lot of blackmail goes on with sexuality like pe people have a fucking they're in the weird shit they don't want anyone to know now they're getting blackmailed and and that's being done purposely because everybody has a dark passenger everybody has some kind of shit that they like to do in the darkness and that is part as part of them as as like as going the, on as working the light, yeah, a, 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 yeah. And that's what's going on. And what you have here is you have people who manipulate that darkness to blackmail people, to get out of contracts, to uh, to extort, yeah. to uh, destroy. Yeah. It happens all like Dwight Howard, a trans woman came out and said he was hitting it all the time. Yeah. And now he got mocked by everybody. And it's like, I have a real problem with the trans community telling us to accept them all the time. And then when somebody does accept you, you you go out and you try to go on TMZ or the dirty and embarrass these people. Yeah. And it happens well, more I, than I you have like a, the, the, the expression, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That That's a very true thing because there's another way to look at it too. And that is this. So let's say... Um, See, I think a lot of times there are just ideas that work and ideas that don't work. And let's say you and I have the same goal, which is equality. We want, we want, we don't want poor people anymore. No, I, I want to win, and then everybody else. <laughs> yes. Well, that's yeah. Well, so, but hold on to that thought. That's called because, that's called white people at the Oscars. We need diversity <laughs> after my seat. Let all the seats behind me be diverse, right? <laughs> Fucking one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and but that's a really good point. So that's how human beings are now. We all have this ideological kind of, we all, we all have an ideology or we all have an ideal of what we would like to strive for, which is peace on earth. Everybody, everybody has enough to eat. Everybody has a house. Everybody has the dignity of living, you know, um, um, living by their own terms and their own talents and being rewarded for it. So, and we see that society is, you and I look at society, we go, there are a lot of haves and there are a lot of have nots, more have nots. So what do we do about the have nots? Now, I come up with a, a philosophy. Why'd you get really British on the have-nots? Have-nots. Oh, the have-nots. Oh, have he, he got very Shakespearean well, in, on that. Well, th in theater school, we, and I'm not joking, we were told to drop our jaws when we talk. <laughs> it was the most pedantic thing ever, and that was, that was 30 years ago. We have the halves of the half. Ha how do I go? We were talking <laughs> yeah, this way. I was like, this is the biggest bunch of bullshit. Nobody talks this way. Never used it fucking once. It's called the Skinner technique. Yeah. It's what Catherine Hepburn used. If you ever noticed, she she almost had an English accent. And William Bu F. Buckley as well. If you listen to them, they sound as though they're English, but they're not. Yeah. They're just really, really educated. Yeah, yeah. And so, and because that's what we call the blue blood, they had a very stiff upper lip. Yeah. And, and in fact, um, they were Anglophiles without even realizing. Of course, they're American. 
Americans, but if you listen to the Kennedys and all yeah. the friends, that's exactly how they spoke. Yeah. You see, and they're very polite. But of course, this, this was the American upper class because we didn't have royalty. <laughs> but that doesn't stop people from trying to be more... Um, I love well, it, higher, higher and higher in the You should do hierarchy. this voice the whole time. Well, Our I will. Ratings. I will, Sam. If Our ratings just, will skyrocket. I will. I will indeed. Can you imagine if I did the whole... This is this is the upper lip. This is Stiff Upper Lip Podcast. <laughs> Brian Callen and Sam Tripoli. He's a real Philistine and I'm educated. <laughs> But but I'm saying, a lot of times disagreements come from. Is it hard to get out of that voice? I feel like yeah, you were stuck in it for a little while. It was, it was. I, okay. I, I grooved. <laughs> but sometimes you get into these things where it's just two different ideas. I want to make the world better. You want to make the world better. I say, Sam, I think we should just enforce equality. I, well, let's socially engineer equality. Let's just make the playing field equal all the way around. So that guy is making ten million dollars. Let's let's he can have he can have five hundred thousand dollars, and let's take the rest of his money and and even it out. So everybody makes the same money. That's a pretty attractive, and we'll just have a big village. That's an attractive idea on paper. If you're a good person, a lot of times you're like, that sounds really good. Everybody, because some people fall through the cracks, let's just make everybody, we'll all work as a team. We'll be a commune. It'll be a fucking commune. It'll be a village. And you go, Brian, here's the problem with that. That grates against human nature. And and hierarchy, structures of hierarchy are as natural as, as the sky is blue. And, and then you, you talk to a guy like Jordan Peterson that says, even lobsters have hierarchies. And you go, yeah, and so do I. So everybody can get theirs as long as I got mine first. Right. And that's human nature. And yeah. oh, by the way, humans compete. Humans have better talent. Some people are smarter. Some people work harder. Some people work smarter. Some people are gutsier. Some people have more energy. And those are the people that win. Those are the people that get get the goodies. And if you make everybody equal and you take that incentive away from everybody at the at the barrel of a gun, which is what you have to do, you have to, uh, you have to enforce. So remember, when you when you believe in equality and collectivism, the only way to enforce that, the only way, is ultimately with violence, with force. You don't do it with ideology. They tried it with the communists. Every and the communists, co- the communist revolution failed in every single state, ever. And the reason for that is that you have people with energy who are innovative and thoughtful, like Steve Jobs, like like Jeff Bezos, like Bill Gates, whoever you want to talk about, who who you makes a literally listed three scumbags. Well, whatever the case, I mean, you, you, but you know what I'm saying is that they they provide yeah. they provide services that all of us use, like the iPad and stuff like that. So what happens is, if you want that kind of innovation, and we all do, if you want Tesla, if you want cars, if you want to be looking forward to. A, being able to not only buy those things, but have an economy that allows you to make the money to buy 100%. those things. One hundred percent. You gotta have. You gotta free have a market. market. You gotta have a free happen. market. You gotta have a free market. Well, the, and the big problem but, is. But, you, but what I'm saying though is that that would be an argument you and I would have. I'm saying if you were if you were if I was a leftist and you were a capitalist, we would have that argument. And then we would we would galvanize our troops here. You'd galvanize your troops over here, and then you have conflicting ideas, right? So that that can be a lot of times where a lot of this shit comes from because that philosophy bleeds into your social policies and 100 percent, yeah and 100 that's where i think you know it's like very interesting because brian when you look at the the highest levels man i mean like yeah we see a lot more diversity in a lot of shows in particular hbo has been going heavy black female and for me man i'm like the black female has been easily the most underrepresented yes. uh, demographic in Hollywood. Correct. I mean, even when you watch commercials, I've talked about this before, 
the you know you'll see the white woman is is super attractive and then the black woman is always like nerdy and there's nothing wrong with that because i like nerd chicks too but it's like it's very interesting i wonder if they've done demographics but, well black that, women haven't been represented period in this country well they i mean but the, the point is it's like so so i see hbo going heavy black female yeah. you know I, I i we've known tiffany haddish forever yep. like and that story's nuts like yep. If people understood how that happened, it's the craziest shit. Like, do you know how that I happened? I don't. I love Tiffany. And I've okay. Known, I've known her so, forever. So, Gerard Carmichael has a show. He cast this. The black actress who has this one particular role can't make it to the reading that day. Damn. So, they asked Tiffany Haddish to sit in. God bless. Right? So, they're watching this. They're watching this and... I forget who the fuck it was. He was telling me he was there and she's reading and she's crushing. And he leads into fucking uh, Willie. Um, fuck, what's Willie's last name? Uh, he owes me a hundred bucks. I can't remember. Willie Hunter. Yeah. Willie Hunter is like, he leans over to dry. He goes, I think she's t stealing this role. And Drod's like, nah. And so he keeps going. He goes, dude, she's stealing his role. And Drod's like, I think he, she's stealing the role. <laughs> And by the end of the reading, I love Gerard too. She stole the role. Wow. She got the role. And then from that, you know, because that comes and then boom, girl trip comes and then it's over. Well, and she's, I always would always say to her and I would see her. She's so beautiful. When, when like I, I would watch her, she'd be up there and she was, and I knew she had a real tough childhood or, you know, whatever went on, but she was always so fucking gorgeous. And, and I always used to think and funny, but she was so vulgar. And I was always like, you don't need to be that vulgar. I don't know if you, I said that to her, but I always thought that. I was like, I wish she wasn't so vulgar because she's so What do you mean she used beautiful. to put a microphone, microphone up to her vagina and queef into it? What that, are you talking that's about? That's what I mean. And, I, and that was just being a young comic who didn't have confidence in herself. But she was always so fucking beautiful, man, and so talented. And I just, and so to see her like kill I met it like her when that, she was 18 years old. I know. And I, I used think to, I did too. She was I used so to young. call her even money. Even I go, you're money. even money. What does that mean? That that means that she, I, you're, you're, you're almost guaranteed to make it. But I, I was always afraid that she wouldn't because, like a lot of comics, I didn't think she believed in herself enough. And and uh, and then to see her crush it like that, it just like I love seeing shit like that. That's why Gerard Carmichael. He's like, great. I, I, I loved him. He opened Taylor me, Tomlinson me is Dove. the next one that I think is going to be so fucking it's really crazy to watch her yeah. because i've known her since she was like not again 19 years old wow and like now i think she's like 25 or 26 and that's only six years but those ages are where you become completely a different person yes. right and you from see like it. 18 to like 26 is like this insane girl you, you can see when people are undeniable you can see it you can just be like man this like gerard carmichael like me and dove we said the same thing about him he opened for us and uh in La Jolla at the comic store. And I just fucking fell in love with that guy. Yeah. Like, he was, he, was he had great. no money. He had no money. He, he had turned nothing. down TV shows. That, that when he didn't more, have any shows, he's like, I don't want to do that show. I'm like, nobody has more integrity. He's got a very special, there's something very special about Gerard Carmichael. Like for real, like there's something so deep about him. It's like this, this, I, I don't, it's this deep, sense of belief in in what's right and, and and in himself like i saw it i when he was we dove and i fell in love with this guy he was so funny but so gutsy with his comedy and so young 
And I immediately was like, this guy's a fucking genius. And and morally a genius. Like there was something so pure about him and so good yeah. in every way. And and he's um, very he's smooth jazz. Oh, very he's early. smooth jazz, man. Very he's smooth early. jazz. Very just, early. Yeah, he was great, man. A lot of these people you just see, and it's it's very interesting because Freddie Soto said this a long rest in peace, Freddie Soto. But he was like, you don't know who's gonna blow up, but you know who's gonna work. Oh yeah, right. You don't yeah. know who's gonna like if anybody told you that Adam Devine was gonna be Adam Devine, they'd be lying to you. And that doesn't mean he's not super talented. Excuse me, but I I remember him gigging, and then boom, it just blows up, and yeah. you're like, I. I if you would have been betting on that, you would have made an, a fucking insane yeah. amount of money. Yeah. yeah like, Crystal Lee, I knew was going to blow up. Me too. From the moment he he, he he opened for me, and I go, oh, dude, this guy's going to be... And I didn't even know his history. Like, I didn't know who anything about him. Yeah. I remember just... I go, oh, dude, this guy's going to blow up. That's like fuck. Neil Brennan and I were watching him, and uh, Neil was like, he's just... He's he's undeniable. I mean, it's just a, it's a, just a matter of time. And then boom, Undeniable, dude. There's just guys rooms. you watch, and I go gonna happen dude the guy next guy i think is a fehemen noir i think that guy is gonna blow up too Hilarious. he's just unique there's just guys that i like to watch fahim's so funny dude he's so unique i know he's great I but know. going back to what we're talking about we're just like it's just it's going back to the watson thing it's like dude you 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 don't want to be there because your owner doesn't do enough for social justice I've never heard anybody on a winning team ever complain about the owner do not doing enough for social justice. It it is like a slippery slope that they know the internet will run with. Well, here's my question: Where is he going next? He wants he got out of his contract. No, he wants to be. He's a he's a Houston Texans quarterback. He wants to go. He, if I was them, I'd send him to fucking a shit team. Be like, there you go, because that's what. Well, no, the question is: Will it see when you? It's a big gamble to do what he's doing. Because when you do that, okay, so when you when you make a political stand like that, and like I don't know, he's a very good quarterback, right? But will will he will a team want to deal with that? Well, what a, a great quarterback is so unique. Think about that, man. Thirty-two. Yeah, but of them. if you're if you're an owner, you're like, do I want to take this on right now? That's a lot. I got enough to worry about. So that's a big risk. Look at Colin Kaepernick. And and the minute well, he has Kaepernick, a bad if he has a bad season, oh boy, he'll he get He was dropped. never gonna come back because he's he's gonna be. A, listen, man, Susan Lucci, you remember her? Yeah. You remember when she went thirty years? Every year she was nominated, she never won, mm -hmm. and everyone was talking about that. And then she won, and guess what happened? Nobody talked about Susan Lucci anymore. Right. 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 So it's like Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Kaepernick was like. Kaepernick never wanted another job. He's going to be, for the rest of his life, be able to go on tours and write books about social justice because he never got back in the NFL because yeah. he wanted 20 mil a year when Cam Newton went to New England for like five mil. And that was Cam Newton. That's true. That's a really good point. You know, it's like you're going to be point. able to make way more money if you're like, I just got screwed because I took a stand. And it's like, I think Kaepernick had guts. I mean, whatever you want to agree with well, what he did, like the fact that he was willing to do it himself, take that fucking risk. Well, that's well, you know what happened was he was going to be signed by the Ravens, and then his crazy girlfriend put out a Dango Unchained fucking meme about Ray Lewis and the owner, and oh uh, shit, I didn't know that they didn't sign him. But I think that was done purposefully so he didn't get signed.
Because there's a lot more money in fucking being the guy that got F because of social justice. And by the way, he starts taking a knee when he gets benched, right? That's yeah. when he takes a knee. If you look at him before he gets benched, he's like, what a great country. I love America. All of his oh, tweets I, and I shit. Didn't, I didn't know. Oh, and by the way, his family could not be whiter. He's from a white family. He got yeah. adopted. Yeah. And, you know, it's like yeah. um, I had a friend of mine, Moses, the guy who was um, – Brian Moses, who ran, um, and then Kareem, uh, Kareem, what? Yeah, he ran Rose Battle, and then my buddy Kareem, and they both said that the most militant black people are always the light-skinned ones. They're just super militant. And it's because they're like, they're trying to, you know, I mean, I'm sure being super light skinned is it can be have its perks and then its negatives. Well, there's 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 that there's that thing they deal with from the darker community. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, you, you, when you're light skinned, you're there's there, there's a lot of in there, within within African American community. There's there's there, that's a thing, that's a thing. If you're light skinned or dark skinned, it's a thing, and it's a thing that's talked about. And you can hear it on Clubhouse, and you can hear it all over where, where people. You are. really love this Clubhouse, huh? I just was. I just signed up for it, but um, or I just downloaded the app. But, My buddy um, invited me, I, and I, I got it, on it, and then I'm like, I just don't want to be on another app, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm out. It's just group discussions. It's interesting to listen to. I'm out. Yeah, you can listen in on on discussions of with demographics you're not part of, though. Like you can listen to Asian Americans, you can listen to African Americans, you can listen to, like Latin, you can listen to all different kinds of groups. And what and and you can learn a lot by listening to that shit. Like I was listening to all these black women talk about the color issue, and talking about light skinned versus dark skinned women, and 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 it was fucking really. I have a lot of respect for the black females, man. I think out of everybody, they put up with a lot more shit. I mean, like look at just like hip hop, how they how they're depicted in hip hop and all that stuff, and it's just like. They're they're the they have to be mother and father of a lot of, of households, and I just like I think that and that's why I think Tiffany Haddish was so important. I mean, when you look at Tiffany Haddish, dude, she was the first f- black female comic to host Saturday Night Live. Think about that. It's a big deal. Hey, how about Leslie? I mean, uh, <sighs> I love her. It was so funny when people got Ghostbusters, dude. They were like, "Oh my god!" I'm like. Dude, you guys don't know who Leslie Jones is. No idea. You don't know what it's like to have to follow Leslie Jones. Killer. And always happy for other people's success. Fucking always positive. Always a bad motherfucker. Always like 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 one of those people who always had something nice to say to you. And killed it on stage. Like a real comic. One of those people who you would always say... Fuck, man. I wish the world was different so she could make it. Yeah. And guess what? She she made it. Dude, like, she got Saturday Night Live in her 50s. Woo! Think about that, dude. God, it's incredible. That is incredible, it's fucking dude. incredible. But she deserved it. She put in her that's time. That's incredible, She's, dude. That's what, I, that's what I love about comedy. Say what you want about fucking social justice and shit. Comedy doesn't give a fuck. If you're funny, you're funny, motherfucker, and you get accepted. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. That's why when you start fucking with comedy and fucking with what goes on on that stage, yeah. with your politics, your bullshit, 
Get the fuck out of here. If you can be as funny as the rest of us, I don't give a fuck if you're trans, black, whatever. Get up there. But good luck, motherfucker, because trying to get a spot in that lineup of killers, the kind of killers you'd put up there. Yeah. Good luck. You good wanna, luck. You want to jump in the mix? Come on. Yeah. We'll, we'll take you on. If you're great, I don't give a fuck. But good luck. Dude, you I better don't know come if correct, ever you get fucking... back to that, but man, those <laughs> greatest 2018, shows 2019 greatest shows ever. lineups are... are you I, don't get better than that. Some of the greatest shows ever. Why? You want to go through it? Bill Burr, Sebastian Maniscalco, Sam Tripoli, fucking Anthony Jeselnik, Chris D'Elia, uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Where do uh, you where do you where do you fucking anchor somebody in yeah, on that shit? Eliza Schlesinger, I think is a beast. Whitney Cummins would get to be up there. I mean, the you know. old, there's one person that I will do. I'm gonna do whatever I can to get her in. Is that's Jessamay Peluso? She's she's, great. she's love her. Very few people. I'm like, okay, love her. She could be on that line. She, I don't know why she hasn't gotten in. She, awesome. she checks all the boxes. I don't mean that in a negative way. Like you know, uh, what's she's her? funny. No, Jessamay's she's a killer. Funny. She's funny as fuck. She's a killer, dude. And like, I think that she's one of the few people I'd like to get in that because it's like, where do you drop somebody in on that lineup? And you know, somebody like Felicia Michaels, who's like literally been there since. The 80s. I, I think 90s, excuse me. Yeah, no, no, no. I think she... Yeah, I, I think she's been there since late 80s, early 90s. And to still be on that list is like... That's a testament to how great you are. Yeah, that's true. Dude, it's like... And sometimes those late night spots, you see these young guys bitching. I'm like, you don't understand. There's literally... For every spot on that lineup, I would say there's at least 5,000 people in the country that would do anything to get each spot. 100%. 100%. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, you also remember that you and I remember when you didn't really make money as a comic. You were always going to make a little bit of money. Yeah, I called that you, like about three weeks ago. Yeah, you weren't going to make TV money. It, it, you know, the, the idea was you do comedy until you get a sitcom, and then you can be like, ah. Oh. But like, it's very recent that comics were making this much money because of podcasts, and they could, they could amass an audience and sell 6,000 tickets. Like that's a very rare, or or even just sell out clubs. That was a very rare fucking dude. Thing. I mean, I remember one time Rogan was looked in the car lot and goes, "Look at this fucking car lot. Look at the cars in this car lot." Right. It was like four hundred thousand dollar Lamborghinis and all kinds of shit. It man. was nuts. everybody had amazing cars, including <laughs> I me. One time, including me. I got done with the comedy chaos, and Andrew Santino came up to me, and I drive Mitsubishi's, and he's like. What do they make? They make copiers? <laughs> and he walked off. <laughs> oh, I love Santino. I love him. No, dude, it's crazy, man. And who knows Who knows what will happen? I think it ebbs and flows. I think it will be, uh, you know, I think I think it, it will come back. I mean, will there ever be another Rogan? That will be the question because that's a very big part of that story. Oh, yeah. Will there? I mean, there'll always be podcasts, but will there be the that guy? That again? phenomenon, that 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 podcasting phenomenon. I want him to get off Spotify, and I want him to come back to YouTube and come back to the general public. Yeah, but I, like, I mean, like, does he want that? I mean, like, listen, dude, Rogan's like one of us. 
we're shit talkers. Yeah. And that is so big. Like, imagine if 20, I mean, some people would love to have 20 million people listening to podcast. I understand that. Yeah. But understand it's a double-edged sword, dude. Of course it is. And that's 20 million people that could be going, what did he say wrong? What did he say wrong? Let's just wait. Pounce. Well, it's like, it's like um, you know, somebody's talking about Conor McGregor. And when you get that rich and you get the, 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 the thing you have to fight against is Complacency. what got you there in the first place, which, which you know, I don't think. Rogan's always so hard on himself, so he'll be all right. Well, I mean, but. there's very few people that can keep that train on the tracks. Yeah. And it's just like everything that comes out of your mouth is like measured. You know, sometimes I'll put a tweet and then just the grammar's bad, so I'll erase it. But some be like, why'd you erase this tweet? And they instantly had like... Jesus Christ. I'm like, dude, I mean, like, you have a lot of pictures of some poorly written tweets. You got a lot of time that, on your hands, man. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Fuck. Dude, I don't give a fuck. Fuck everybody, dude. Except for the people watching the show and the swarm. Except for I love the people you. watching the show. I love you guys. But it's like, hey, dude, I, I'm off social media, dude. I got another phone, and I just, I'm hardly on it, dude. I tweet from my computer, but it's like. I've gotten off it, man. I just like I'm 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 way happier. I know you're looking like, dude, tell me when you find land. I'm gonna look for land, dude. I'm gonna work the land. Bro, you I this is so here's let's go through the fantasy of I'm gonna go through my fantasy and then you tell me your fantasy. Fucking I got rolling hills. Rolling hills in Texas. Okay. Yeah. In Texas. I don't even know what that means. Texas. In oh. Texas. Sorry. Oh, damn. But in Texas. Yeah. I'm in Texas and uh I'm between I'm I'm close enough to Austin, but not not so close. Yeah. Just so if I want to go in and have a nice meal, I can't. But yeah. here's the thing. I got I got a yard, of course. I've got probably my two I've got a I've got an Australian cattle dog, blue tick healer, oh. male, thick as shit, still got his balls, rough. Basically a wild dingo. Um <laughs> You know, um, and then I got, and then I got me either a fucking fantastic mutt or a fucking working line female German Shepherd. Now, uh, those dogs aren't hearing a peep out of any intruders. But um, then I've got goats, got goats, got some sheep, and I got a chicken coop. Don't need more than that. I need my sheep milk from a coffee. I need, I might shear some sheep just so I can wear wool and uh and have that treated uh maybe i slaughter a couple sheep oh uh, no in the biblical tradition because i love mutton but then i are you I, gonna do I, avatar where I you're I like thank you for your sacrifice all that shit i do and i definitely turn the the uh sheep's clothing i mean the sheep's uh pelt into some kind of a jacket and then um and then and then I, I have um, so so I tend to my sheep, my goats, and my chickens. Have my eggs. Have my eggs. I have an open grazing field for my chickens because I don't like just feeding them corn. That's bullshit. I want organic, pasture-raised chickens. So if I eat chicken, or I eat eggs, or I eat lamb, you know where it's coming from. But chances are uh, they're probably going to turn into pets. Now. I then have some wild area. I got a stream, maybe a pond where I can fish and get me some omega-3s. I've also got some wild land where hogs and deer run free, not to mention rabbits and other small edible animals. <sighs> I probably hunt those animals with my bow and arrow or my crossbow. 
I like that. Crossbow yeah. for life, dude. Crossbow for life. What brother. is the style of theatrics where you talk outside your mouth like that you're doing right it's there? It's just when I start thinking about the land and working <laughs> the land, dude. Got me a truck. Might even get me a motorbike. Might even get me a dirt bike. Uh, dude, I'm thinking about getting three dirt bikes. It's a good idea because when I survey my lands, I'm doing it. I'm doing it three ways. On foot. By motorbike, by Yamaha, or by steed. I love that. Dude. Yeah, dude. I, I don't be don't be surprised if I start riding a whole bunch in Texas. Are you gonna be like Putin, just shirt off riding? One hundred percent. The the point is, is that I want to live that way. I want to live that way, and then I want my friends like you, and everybody else, to come over, and we'll have we'll have gentlemen's gathering. And also, uh, women can be. be I, I'll, I'll live next door and I'll have to sleep over every time I get kicked out by we'll my build, chick. We'll build a fire every night. We'll build a fire every night and tell stories and talk. Dude, I'm thinking about getting three dirt bikes, put them in the garage. So when fucking Escape from New York happens, I throw a baby on my back. Yep. My lady throw a baby on the back. Yep. And we just fucking ride out because yep. it's going to be congestion. Yep. I'm going to have my gun. Anyone tries to grab the boom, yep. I'm just get out of town. And she goes, where are we going? You go, riding. We're riding. We're riding. Goes, but where? And you go, I know a guy in Texas. Yeah. And I'm waiting for I you. I want to get a land. I'm thinking about it. I got land for you. I'm waiting for it. What you. do you mean you got land? I got, um, you'll be, you'll You're pull right in, land? You'll pull right into a luxury tent that I'll have built for you. Oh, a luxury tent. No, I want my own land. I want to be a man with land. You, you will. I'm just saying that let me help you out. You can get a parcel. Dude, land. what are those giant dogs, those Siberian Mastiffs? Yeah, those are. I no, want three of those. No, they're, I don't know if they do well in the heat. Those are tough. You, you want working dogs. I, no, I want three giant dogs that will fight coyotes if they try to come in yeah. and kill any intruder. That's that, what I want. I would go ahead and get you a check line, a check line working German Shepherd. I wish we had our fucking screen up so I could show you what I'm I talking gotta be about. honest with you, man. I took some vitamins today and I'm feeling good right now. What I what am, vitamins are you taking? Is I don't it know. My Adderall? buddy's got these vi no dude, I don't do any dude, I'll piss test anytime. I take my buddy's my uh chemical my chemical free body. Uh no, it's called chemicalfreebody.com and I take his pills. I love them. And then I do athletic greens too. Oh, I get good. all my shit from good that. I love All it. you got to start doing now is working so I'm, out. I'm just jacked right now, and I'm feeling good. And just, I love my my body's humming right now. All you got to do is start working out. And I out. know I'm going to be, how high is Sam right now? I'm like, I'm telling you, dude, I'm not. I'm Did you eat breakfast? I, 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 I have this green drink. That's it? Yeah. What do you put in the green drink? I put, uh, I put, uh, dude, I'm going to, I know you're going to tell me about fucking sugar. Listen, dude, I eat fruits, man. Okay, okay? take it easy, dude. Okay, no, because dude, I know I'm going to hear about fucking sugar. Man, you're hugging sugar. right now. Whatever you're doing is working. I, I know, but dude, I'm going to hear about sugars. I'm monkey. I'm I've never just seen saying. a fat monkey, okay? It doesn't. That's all I got to say. It, I've never seen a fat monkey. All right, I dude. I eat fruits from the land, dog. What, what kind of fruits, bro? <laughs> I mean, I have, a, I have some berries, some uh, blackberries, blueberries, Not mad at that. strawberries, I like those. bananas. From banana, huh? What's wrong with banana? Nothing. It's just a lot of shook shook. Dude, that's okay. all right. I don't want, dude. Listen to me, dude. I how many bananas do you put Coke. in? I can have a little sugar once in how a many, while. How many bananas do you put in there? Half a banana. Oh, that's not bad. Half a banana's not yeah, bad. Yeah, not bad. And now I'm well, done with these tiny sodas. How do you get rid of the other sodas. half? I'm drinking this small of a soda one a day. That's fine. And then I'm going to wean myself up. There you go. Now, what do you do with the other half of the banana? Trying to get rid of a half a banana is really hard. 
because they turn brown and nobody wants half a banana. I actually eat the other half, but I put the half in the fucking thing. Ah, there we go. So you have a whole banana. I have a whole. I can't have one banana. I think a banana's fine. I really do. I do. I think one banana is never going to kill There's you. There's no says fat monkeys. I can have a banana. Look, it's working for you. You got lots of energy, and it obviously kicked in just and now. I know. It's like, dude, he's tweaking. I'm like, I'm not tweaking. Wait, wait, wait. So what's in these vitamins? Can I see? Bring that up. What, what's it called? What's the company called? Because I want to start a. I want to start a supplement company. Can I go pee real quick? Am I allowed to pee? Go pee. We can have my buddy Tim on, Tim James. He'll come on and talk about it, dude. Yeah, he doesn't have any of the, like, ingredients. His buddy got cancer. They went to this institute, and he learned all about gut health and... Gut health is the shit. Yeah. I can tell you that as a a psoriasis survivor, like uh, like a survivor, but I had psoriasis everywhere. What does that mean? You know what psoriasis is? No. Okay, so you get these red splotches. See this thing on my... Yeah. I got that all over my body. Oh, shit. And when I eat certain foods... It will, like what? you can't get rid of it. It's like, that is all over my body. Like, uh, you know, I, and eczema, that's eczema. Yeah, no. but it's worse. It's, it's like these clusters of, 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 uh, dried red skin cells. And it's basically an autoimmune disease and you it have AIDS? comes and they think it comes from your gut. So I had, I did Dude, a whole you're my, my new AIDS friend. I'm so happy. I know you're welcome. <laughs> so much but AIDS. I had to go through this, this whole gut protocol and it, this guy, Dan Garner, if you have psoriasis, Go to, or eczema, just email dangarner88, D-A-N-G-A-R-N-E-R-88, dangarner at gmail.com. That dude knows more about, you know, and and Mahmoud Ganun, who is, he's a doctor in at the in Cleveland. Uh, he's got, I think the company's called Biome. And he, uh, he's one, I think he's the first guy to ever coin the term gut biome. And he's done primary research on how your gut affects your skin conditions like eczema, like uh, psoriasis at the Cleveland Institute of Dermatology. And they are finding that what you find, where your gut is, the state of your gut has so much to do, not just with your skin, but also with your your serotonin levels, where, where, gut, where serotonin is made in the gut. So, so whether or not you are depressed or happy has a lot to do with your gut flora and how um, essentially how healthy it is. And you can have an imbalance in bacteria that can fuck everything up. So the gut is like one of the new frontiers of medicine. They're trying to figure out when you balance your gut, it can have a lot to do with whether or not you hold weight or you don't, all kinds of stuff like that. To the point where they're even like, they have these fecal transplants with like really obese Dude, people. that is the craziest shit. Yeah. Literally. They take the, the shit from shit. somebody who's healthy and put those bacteria into your ass if you're really heavy. Dude, there's somebody that they that has been their life. Like everybody's like there's all like sub these like little universes, man, or little communities or subreds. And there's somebody who's into like shit bacteria and like Yeah, and they look and at you. He's your shit. known as like the Bill Gates or of that fucking world. When you do a gut analysis, you send your shit in. And they look at it. And like, dude, when you take a shit, now let me ask you, if you had to send your shit in, how would you take the shit? Would you shit in the toilet and scoop it out? Or would you do Bobby Lee, Indian, like Asian style and squat over like a bag? It dep- I don't remember, but you can do, you You take a very little bit and you take a swab. It's just how a would co- you, I would just you take shit a cotton, right into the fucking. You take a cotton thing and you put it in the shit and you put it in a tube. It's disgusting. Oh, okay. Then you I mean, I don't get in. to do fucking Asian shit. Yeah, it's not fun. You send it to a lab and they do a they do an analysis. 
poop it's is just, crazy. poop is just the one thing I'm not into. There's people like to get shit God on. God damn, it's just not my. I'm thing. not even. In, I can't even go near my own shit. Much I less can't do. Else's. That's a disgust reflex. That's have made. you cleaned a lot of diapers? Yes, I had two kids, but a lot of it's like so. So hunter gatherers, like they would always, they would never shit where they eat, right? So hunter gatherers would shit and then move on, right? They were nomadic. When you started having farmers, farmers basically live in their own shit, human beings, because they would use their shit as fertilizer. So you, when you were a farmer, you basically were wading through your crops that were fertilized with your animal and your own shit. Jesus. And that was what entire societies were based on and still in many ways are, like in parts of India and stuff. So a lot of that raw sewage is used as fertilizer. The problem with that is then you get nasty microbes, you get nasty pathogens, nasty germs that, that, that essentially jump from animals onto humans, they mutate. And that's why one of the, one of the reasons the West was so f successful in war and one of the reasons the West we just was, shit on everything. We just, our germs were stronger than the Native Americans, That's than so the Maoris, than the Pacific dude. Islanders, than than uh, than so many of the other <laughs> groups. I mean, they just couldn't keep up with our with our. The whole New World succumbed to smallpox, diphtheria, mumps, measles, typhus, cholera. Those were all European diseases, and influenza. I mean, you think Corona's bad? When when after uh, two years after. Um, Fernando de Soto came through two years uh, after Columbus. I don't Columbus. think Corona's bad, by the way, well, just two, for the two, record. Two years after, uh, after Columbus in 1498 came through, two years after Fernando de Soto went through the Mississippi Valley, which was nothing but Native Americans, and all they found were abandoned villages and mounds, uh, and they were like, nobody's here. They'd all died off. They think by some estimates, Jared Diamond and some historians, think that by some estimates 95 percent of the native american population in the mississippi valley succumbed to various diseases and when the horses and the and the hogs the the pigs got off the boats they carried their own diseases too but the comanche and the apache the navajo they didn't get horses until the late uh 1600s because that's they got them from the spanish horses were not uh, indigenous to the and to the to the americas jesus they came from eurasia they came from, and they think they came from the Gobi Desert, from the from the Tartar steppes, from from Mongolia, that area. Tartar. You're, you're, you're welcome, everybody, for the history. Tartar, Tartarians. Well, well, one of the other things that they, I'm going to do this book, this book report on um, on guns, germs, and steel, which won a Pulitzer Prize about why the West rose up and and you know Sub-Saharan Africa and places like that did not. And it, you know, it, the, the justification was always racism, but of course it's not. It was just that the Fertile Crescent, like Eurasia, had 13 of the 14 animals you can actually domesticate. You can't domesticate any other animals. You can domesticate the yak, you can domesticate the cow, you can domesticate the sheep, you can domesticate the goat, but it has to be a certain goat. You know what? Sheep. Rappers will try to domesticate anything, like <laughs> white tigers, cobras. I know. My buddy Jason Tebow says, you always know when somebody's losing it, when they try to buy a tiger. When they That's try to buy a tiger. That's the sure You can tame a tiger, you can't domesticate a tiger. You can tame a cat, actually, you can't domesticate a cat. Cats were always used as pets and also to, to get rid of rats. But cats, cats, you can have a cat forever. Cats are not domesticated. Cats, cats don't give a fuck, If a cat was dude. 400 pounds, it would kill you eventually. Oh, is that the whole saying that like cats will eat you if when you die? Like if you lay, if you die, they won't even try to find. They'll just start nibbling they don't give on a fuck you. About you, cats don't give a fuck about you. 
They use you. They're just that's why I never like cats. Dogs I like. Dogs are the best. Cat. I met a cat I like. Martha has a a, a nice cat, Floof. He's like a dog, but the rest fuck cats. I don't like cats. I love puppies though, dude. Roger, I got a wild pug. He's just got crystal meth energy. Uh, it's fucking hard, dogs, but he just are, wants to be loved, but he doesn't know how to cuddle yet. So he's, he's like, a, he's, ah, he's, you know. So you got you got a puppy and two babies. Yeah, you think I wanted that? You think that was my decision? Do the kids love the dogs? It's a long story, dog. <laughs> it's a long story. He he's too energetic, so now that they're a little bigger, I'm gonna introduce him and so they can play. But he's been he's just too chaotic. Wait, so tell me what your you want to own land. Tell me your ideal. What's your ideal like? I just want to farm. Be, I mean, that's a great question, dude. No. I want to have a farm with a bar. I want a farm with a barn where I put a giant podcasting studio in it mm -hmm. where I can just podcast. Just have a whole ecosystem there. I want a whole fucking. I want. I, I want that. Here's what I want. I want a farm with a podcast in there. I want a basketball court. I want a dojo. Okay, yeah. and then I just want to be able to harvest the land. And what I want to have animals. What are you doing the dojo, bro? Just train. Listen, dude. My dream is to win. Like I'm praying that some of these digital coins just explode and I can retire and then I just learn every martial arts ever. Just twice. I like but when you're I'm in not LA, you can learn everything in LA. You can learn jujitsu. You can get fucking great wrestling. In, yeah, great but boxing, you got to pay for everything. Like I want to just like get like private lessons and learn every ninjutsu, Krav Maga, jujitsu, how to throw sto throwing star. Damn. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I want to learn to kill with my hands and dick. That's what I wanted to learn. And then just live off the land and have dogs that will fuck anybody up who come on my land. Yeah, I wonder if all that sounds... As, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about it, it, it's a lot of things to clean and keep up. That's Dude, I, my, my digital currency blows up. I just... I, I, I hire, hire a farm, a farm, yeah. dude, your job, one dude's job, clean shit. That's all you do. You just go up there and my Roger is this big, right? Yeah. He's like, this is how big his body is. This much of his body is just pure shit. And he's just shitting out. Yeah. Half his body is just taking dumps. The problem with having people that work on your farm is that they, they're people and you don't know how, if you can trust them and you don't know anybody who's like working on a farm like that. They're drifters. A lot of times they end up killing your whole family. I don't know, maybe not. Where, 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 dude, Anthony, do you what? have a fantasy about being on a farm? Definitely not a farm, but I think my fantasy, if I had to move anywhere, would be New York. Oh, New York. Here's what yeah. I want to do. New York City? Yeah. The best. You're a city guy. Yeah. yeah. What we should all do is if we do move to Texas, we should all come together and buy a condo across the street from the comedy store. Yeah, that'd be great if you weren't a comic. See, comics are the most la the least unified group in the world. Like, well, I mean, we're friends. No, you and I, of course. We'll, we'll all go in on it. I'd love it. And then I'd you can come in, do your gigs at the comedy store, crash there, and then fucking leave. It's good. It's a good idea. It's a really good idea. You know what they should do? They should do the same thing the Staples Center did with the hotel, is they put it underground, so you can just go from the hotel right to the... To the Staples Center. That's a good idea. We should do that. We should have an like underground rate to the comedy store. A tunnel. Yeah. Is there going to be a comedy store in Austin? Or we could start one? Yeah, we should. So, I mean, we'll, right now we're looking at possibly a dojo in Denver. Uh, because I'm uh, my dojo of comedy. And we're looking at, like, we just want to open up 100 seaters. We're like, you know, I mean, you guys play the big ones. But the guys who, like, have a smaller following make some money. And because... Uh, 
Yeah. That's I, a good idea. Yeah, 100 seats, put dojos everywhere. It's like comedy And then have clubs. like, just have shows during the week. Cause the, yeah, it's a good idea. It's hard It's hard for the bigger clubs to stay open on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But if you have a 100 seater, you can, you can keep well, it. Well, it's, it's just like, you know, it's like improvs open up these fucking mega churches. And it's just like, if you're, fl- you know, you or Fluffy, you could sell those out. But there's some people like, like if you could put three Who's on. Fluffy? Fl- you know Gabriel, who Fluffy is? Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. I mean, that guy could sell out these fucking three-tiered... Easy. You know? And then if you're not doing it, it just seems so empty. You're like, hey, 300 people are... It's like, oh, it looks empty out fucking there, right? Right, right. So it's like, get a smaller one. I'd rather play... Like, my specials will always be done in rooms with 100 people. I will never go over that because I want... First of all, I want to control everybody in the room. Right. Who's there? I want it to be only Triple E fucking fans. That's what I did with my show at the, the Viper Room. I'm the yeah. first person to record comedy at the Viper Room. Really? I can't believe nobody's done it. It's the greatest room to do it in. So so that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to find 100 seaters, shoot it, control every person in there. Every person will be like picked as a fan. And then boom, do it there. And that, that's why I want. Because it's like there's some people that, you know, it's like I go to a club. You know, I don't want... They, I don't know, man. It's just like they're too, you know, it's like not everybody can sell out 600, 700 seats. I like what Doug Sanhope did 300 seats in any market. That's what I like. Keep yeah. it simple, crush it out. I know that's slumming for you. No, it's but not. For 300 seats is respectable as fuck. Yeah. I love your story about Bruce Springsteen, where you're like, yeah, I sold out 300. He's like, oh, that sounds sounds great. No, I said, yeah, it's like, they're like 500 people there or something. And I, and he goes, uh, and I go, I mean, I, I don't know why I said that to you. And he goes, he goes, he goes, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. He's so awesome. He was such a kind fucking person. He was so obviously aware that I was, I was beyond starstruck, which he deals with all I've the time. I've always said you're the Bruce Springsteen of stand-up comedy. <laughs> Your act is like you just are doing Bruce Springsteen moves on there. Like your, your jeans and your overalls and you're just like <laughs> singing about New Jersey. That's what you're doing <laughs> on stage. Shit, man. I got a whole new fucking act. I'm What's your to... act about now? What are you talking Vulnerability, about? Vulnerability, how you can't protect yourself. You can try to do whatever you want. You can you can, you can, can have a black belt in jiu-jitsu. You can own all the guns. You can have a big old truck. You can have a farm with dogs and you can never protect yourself from your destroyer. That the fact of the matter is you're a limited creature called a human being. And if it ain't an enemy with a gun, it's irregular cell division. It's whatever it might be. Ill, you're doing comedy on irregular cell division. No, I'm just saying that you, you, you can't protect yourself. You have to accept your own mortality and you have to accept the fact that you are vulnerable and that you can't build armor. In Building armor is probably... Uh, an exercise in futility. No matter what you do, you are going to die. No matter what you do, you will be fighting for your life and you will lose. Hopefully it'll be in your sleep when you're very old. But but for the most part, you just have to understand that a lot of this is... hard on the living, dude. I think they've fucking psychologically prone us to be afraid of death. Right. I mean, obviously with having children, I think about I'm sad that... You know, I have these people in my life that I'm not going to have, that I'm going to be leaving. But, you know, I've had some people on and they talk about how, like, you're constantly meeting up with the same people in life. 
like these multiple lives we have, you're always meeting the same people. And sometimes you're the parent of them and sometimes they're the parent of you. And it's just this cycle that you meet up with these, not all, sometimes you just want to make a run and do it yourself. Sure. And that all all time it happen, is happening at the same moment. Yeah, a, a, lot of, a lot of that stuff is, is an interesting thing to think about because either way, you know, I do think there's something called fate. Even the gods couldn't, even the gods couldn't escape Atma, which is fate. I think it's Atma. Uh, the Greek gods had to deal with fate. Fate is fate. So no matter how powerful you are, even even Zeus was uh, a slave to, to, to his fate. And so I think a lot of times, I'm not saying you just say, well, nothing. You, you have to be proactive about your life and you have to, you have to set goals and you have to uh, and, and go for what you want. It doesn't mean, I'm not talking about nihilism and I'm not talking about indifference, but I am saying that you have to, you have to I think, recognize that um, there is an end to this. And that's a beautiful thing. Being limited is not bad. Being limited is important to accept the way that the Tibetans did. The Tibetan Book of the Dead is all about this you know when you were a monk and i don't know if one meditation i don't know if one buddhist meditator one sort of meditation practice that doesn't in some way contemplate your end contemplate the notion that whatever you think is you yourself that you're so protective of your reputation your, your meat status suit. your meat suit but your reputation your status what you have your wealth that that is all probably an illusion it will definitely come to an end so are you getting ready for it the greeks talked about that too yeah, are you getting dude. ready for your end are you I getting let you ready go dude because you know what man i mean i i remember i watched the last johnny carson episode when he said goodbye and how how it was like i go oh this is a huge moment and then nobody talks about johnny carson anymore and how many people just are just so protective of this this legacy, and I think Clint Eastwood said it. He goes, if people knew how little people would talk about them when they're gone, they wouldn't care about their legacy anymore. Yeah, and that's kind of so why true. I'm very honest. God, that's so true. I'm very honest with all my flaws because, yeah. what you know, it's like you can't clip me on shit I talk about all the time. Like, like I, I remember when I was a kid, I once took two pieces of bologna, put them between two couch cushions and I fucked my couch. And I remember I did that. And I talk about that because I always, I was always like, man, you know, they're gonna come and blackmail me at one point. I'm like, Sam, if you don't play ball with us, we're gonna talk about the time you fucked your couch. And I'm like, well, I did talk about that on my album. Dave, you know? Dave Goggins had a really interesting thing. Um, he said, I'm going to put a billboard up in my town of all the shit I've done that I'm Dude, ashamed that of. that is so funny. Uh, I was like, that's so gangster. It's so fucking great. For me, like what I care about is my children. I want my children to see that picture up there of me jumping in the air at the comedy store one of the, like, and, and making all those people laugh. That, that's what I did for a living. But I, I spent, I spent 25 years trying to get people to laugh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, but I also want them to be like, you know, just like my dad had no secrets. And he, uh, and because he was super honest, I can be super honest about whatever I am and what, whoever I am. Fucking amen. I don't want secrets. And that's what I've always said. And that's what I can, I can truly point to. Everyone I know, everyone, my friends, especially my friends who I'm closest to, the closest, my family, they all know exactly who I am. And my kids are not far behind. They're really not. My kids are going to be able to hear about everything I've done. And everything I've not done, 
unfortunately in some ways, but you know, but everything is a record. And I've been, I've been very open about all my fucking dirty shit. Like, you know, just uh, whether it's like, whatever it was sexual things or what I, I talked about it on rogan how I many the time I, I had to take a shit when i was hiking i mean my kids are going to know everything about me there are no secrets i'm not uh, and and i want it that way yeah i'm a comic i'm yeah. a fucking comic man. i mean you can say whatever you want about these kids they can live the more honest than anyone's ever done i mean my like kids my kids are gonna are get it like, they know who the fuck yeah. i am they know i love the shit out of them they know i'm a good person yeah that's all that's what i care know, about dude and like whoever they are and their flaws and it's like own it because like yeah. that's the unique shit about that and the people who run from that like that people think we could like legislate out our dark side our, our our shadow shit and you know it's like also with like depression sadness anger like we've demonized all that shit and i think that's the universe telling you to change it up i i, I couldn't agree more I couldn't fucking agree more. That's my opinion, dude. I think we got a lot done today, dude. I think this is our best episode we've ever done. And I'll tell you why. Because Brian got was able to... This is the most Brian I've ever seen on the show. Should we make this public? You could do all that, yeah. I mean, hey, I, I, I'm always down with whatever. You are know? there any fights coming up UFC-wise that we should talk about? I don't think... Oh, the Super Bowl. You're not a Super Bowl guy, huh? Well, I am, now, I, I am now. I am now fucking Tom Brady... Tom Brady and his ability to do the impossible. This dude is on a different level. I, I, the Chiefs are just ridiculously good. We've never seen anything like this. They, 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 I, but if Brady wins a Super Bowl, I'm obviously rooting for the for Brady because he's he's if he wins a Super Bowl at 43, I'm fucking done. It's just done. Well, I just think it's, it's like sick. Like forever, like the whole thing was like Brady's a system quarterback, right? Well, he is. He, no, he's not. No, I mean, what, what I'm saying is not system quarterback. What I system mean, is is that oh, they only oh, flourish in in that, like a, in, in their offense, yeah. which was Bill Belichick's. No, Brady. Brady is coaching that team. Brady's yeah, calling plays. No, and he, he should be. He's. So he, it's like the, you know Peyton Manning was that way. Peyton Manning was a field general. Peyton Manning was call, would call but, plays. But here's the thing: I'm gonna tell you the difference. It's the difference between Michael Jordan. Tom Brady versus LeBron James yeah. and, and Peyton Manning is like those guys. Michael Jordan and Tom Brady let the the business the the the, the organization make the, the, a lot of the decisions, whereas LeBron James and Peyton Manning overmanaged everything. They like like if you were an offensive coordinator working with Peyton Manning, you didn't do anything. He called the plays. He picked everything. Not that's not how Tom Brady is. Yeah. Tom Brady literally had to work with what Bill Belichick gave him. Yeah. And that's why he goes to Tampa because there's weapons everywhere for the first time in his life. But he never made those decisions. He right. let the he let the football people do football shit. And that's the same thing with Michael Jordan. He never got involved in that side of of the game. He right. let the basketball people make the basketball decisions but what i like is that you know if this this super bowl it's not just about winning that 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 ring this will decide who it, who is going to be the goat because it's so true peyton because because patrick mahomes. patrick mahomes is probably the greatest skill set we've ever seen. Well, not only that, apparently he'll do things like limp back to the huddle and you'll think he's hurt. 
And then he fucking runs on you and throws. Like, he's just, he's... No, he's like, he attacked. plays it like a video game. Yeah. But then you're up against Tom Brady, who will be at his 10... He's been at 18% of the Super Bowls. Tom Brady. We've never... It's, there's people who can't even get... Dan Fouts is in the Hall of Fame. He never played in one playoff game. How many How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady played in? I 10? Think it's this will 10. be his 10. That's so nuts. So the question is this, dude. Fuck. The question is this. Is he... So so when we say someone's the greatest at something of all time, we say he's the Michael Jordan of that, right? Yes. But Tom Brady, let's say he wins this, right? Yeah. Tom Brady, this will be his seventh Super Bowl win <laughs> out of ten appearances. Michael Jordan won six of six. So What's more impressive, six of six or seven of ten? Well, Michael Jordan had the indomitable will to win, and he was a physical phenom, okay? And and he was a physical phenom. Remember, when he first got in the league, he kept getting called for traveling because he was so fast, and the refs couldn't, they they just had never seen anybody get off the line that quickly, okay? And he traveled. And, and he and he fucking could jump out of the gym. He he could he could defy gravity. So you have to realize that Michael Jordan had the indomitable will to win, made everybody around him better, but he also had tools no one else was working with. No one had seen acrobatics like that. I would make the argument that physically he was as gifted as any player ever has ever played basketball or more gifted physically as well. Tom Brady, Tom Brady doesn't have those physical skills. Tom Brady doesn't have a fast, he doesn't have a really, he has a great arm, but it's not like anything about him physically at the combines stood out. If anything, nothing stood out. So he's not working physically with this incredible machine. What he's working with is something that I can't even put my finger on and nobody else can. He is such a winner. He has such a will to win. And somehow question. he makes this whole thing work. Look, quarterback, and I, I don't care what anybody says, quarterback, in my humble opinion, is the hardest position in any sport. Is it hard to win a Super Bowl, hard to win an NBA championship? I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know the question. I don't know. Anthony, what do you think? I, I, I would say a Super I would, Bowl. I would say Super Bowl too, but I think that Jordan has a better legacy because he's won six of six. It, that's the thing. Like, but he had won. He will have won more Super Bowls than Michael Jordan's appearances. Yeah, I'm saying Brady. I'm saying Brady is playing the most impossible, the impossible fucking um, position in sports, and you play through pain as a football player. You have way more injuries as a football player, um, and it's. I just think that there are so many moving parts with football. 11 people on a field, so many things can go wrong. You have to rely on so many people. You have to be such a leader. You have to be so strategic. And Tom Brady is working with less physical attributes. He goes down as the most astonishing athlete in, in many ways I, I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, we'll I mean, I've never yeah. seen anything. Oh, and by the way, he's 40 fucking two. 43? He's 43? Yeah. How old was Jordan when he retired? You know, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. like 40. I mean, but he, the wheels Jordan, were Jordan, falling Jordan, off. Yeah, Jordan. Is, I mean, Jordan was Jordan's still incredible. Up 20, Jordan's incredible. Yes. Jordan yes, is. Jordan yes. is. Jordan is beyond. Like if I see him, I'll kiss his feet. But both of them yeah, are. Both of them that. are gods. Both of them are gods. But dude, right. have you heard this guy Zion Williams? Yeah. Dude, have you seen him? He's six six yeah, six seven. No, no, bigger. Two 
Too like... No, no, no. Again, this is a physical freak. The, 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 We've again, never if, seen if anything if you're, this if big you're, move yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. If you're, if you're built that way, yes, you're, you're really good at basketball, but of course you are. Like... You know, never some of this, some like of this that. is just physically. We've never seen. Yeah, some of like it's that. just such a physical aberration. Like, like LeBron. LeBron is 6'9", 265, 270, and he moves as fast as small people. Small and he may guy, be guards. the physical peak of what we've ever. The guy, he's built like Carl Malone, moves like. Like yeah. uh, yeah. you know, Scottie Pippen in in a way. Yeah. It's just yeah. like it's Different. it's the most insane shit yeah. ever. It's yeah. the most insane shit yeah. ever. It's very interesting. So, are you gonna make a pick? I know I don't know if I'm NFL, going with Tom Brady. I'm going with Tom Brady as well. And I, I now here's the thing about Tom. Tom Brady almost had an undefeated season, but Eli Manning beat him twice in the Super Bowl. It's kind of crazy, but. I will say. Did Eli Manning beat Tom Brady twice? Twice. In a Super Bowl? Yeah. I thought it was just once. Twice. Wow. But, and you it's a football weird fan because him? Tom Brady loses to guys you wouldn't think he'd lose to. Eli Manning twice and Nick Foles once. Eli Manning. I know. I, I remember those games. Doesn't get enough respect for how grave a, play, how grave a quarterback it was. But I will tell you, Tom Brady doesn't lose to great quarterbacks. Tom Brady loses to guys you don't think he would lose. He loses to. to. I think what Tom Brady loses to is great defense. When when his line, he's had amazing linemen, and when his line gets tired at the end of the season, and they're starting to penetrate that line and and break him and hit him. Once he starts getting hit because he's not able to take those hits, oh, he is. But that's a lot of that's a lot of punishment. Once he starts getting folded, it's tough. It's tough. So we'll see. I'm taking Tom Brady. I mean, wouldn't doubt if Patrick Mahomes. But both these guys, this, I know everybody wants to win, but this, to these two guys, is such a legacy maker because they will. Because the debate will most like we've been saying that it's about Aaron Rodgers, so we don't know the future with Patrick Mahomes. But this will be a big part of their legacy and the goat discussion. Well. The, the the other question is, I always wonder how much of Tom Brady's mystique and legend will 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 play a factor into the defense's mind. Like if you're coming around the bend and you're going to hit Tom Brady, are you are you kind of thinking I'm about to hit the greatest of all time? And is that affecting your speed? Is that affecting your ferocity? Yeah, does it take you is out? It, a little yeah, bit? does it take you out a little bit? As a defense, if you're playing against him, are you are you on your game or are you a little psyched? Well, you know, in the yeah. NHL, there was a don't check With, fucking uh, Gretzky. Gretzky yeah. Because yeah. he and like I, I'm convinced that is also for a little a little while they didn't touch Steph Curry because he was so important to the league. Best three point shooter in the in Best shooter of all Larry history. Bird's I would love to see Larry Bird in this age. because I think he would be I'm not lying when I say he could probably be scoring 40 points a game. Larry Bird, no doubt. Larry Bird was the biggest trash talker of all time. Of all time. And, and, Hated and, when you put white guys on him. And he got offended. He's like, dude, why are you putting white people on me? Put black people on he, me. He was an extreme winner, dude. He got, that, you Remember, he got fucking Dr. J, who was always cool, calm, and collected, to punch him in the face because he was such a shit talker. I miss those days. Oh, but fuck. I wish we could have a blend And you got to remember, the, the fucking Larry Bird was 6'10". Larry Bird was way, a dude, fucking I don't hell know of an if you follow Kawhi Leonard. I'm a Clippers fan. Oh, yeah. 
Nobody talks like, dude. The Le- LeBron, ESPN, Nike, the NBA—they're all in cahoots, dude. And like everyone, I heard this guy saying, I'm not gonna say his name because he drives me nuts, but he was talking about how as soon as LeBron came to the West, everybody moved to the East. I go, except for Kawhi. Except for Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard wants to kill LeBron's yes. legacy. Yes. And dude, I I never paid attention to. Kawhi, until he became a Clipper. And then I went there, and dude, everyone talks about how big LeBron James is. Have you ever looked at, you should go watch Kawhi one time play. You will be blown away by how big his shoulders are. Yeah, he, he looks can't... like he has shoulder pads on shoulder pads. Jesus he Christ. came into my work one time. And dude, He's... his hands? Is he I just... didn't... Is so he it was like three or four years ago. I had no idea who he was. And I was just serving him like anyone else, you know? And I was just like, well, who's this fucking giant-ass black guy? Dude, and he's and, huge. Uh, I had no idea who he was. And then he paid his bill. He had a fucking, of course, like a black, heavy-ass card. And I was like, oh, he must be something, you know? And then he walked walked away and went to go golf or whatever. And then uh, the people that were sitting at like the table were like, do you have any idea who the fuck that was? And I was all, no, who? And they're like, that's the next LeBron James. And I was like, oh, I... He's in the NBA, or like I, yeah, I had yeah. no idea. Well, when you, you see, see his guy. hands, dude, yeah. his yeah, no, hands look like when the aliens come out of the egg. Have you seen how big they? Are? Dude, yeah, yeah. Dude. that's like that's like Javon Curse. I've never seen hands like that. My 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 wife at the time goes, "Look at your hands," and I went, and I put my hand up, and I, I you think I'm joking? I'm I'm not kidding. His hands are like that. No, they're huge. I, I I was like, and my my wife wouldn't admit it, but she was. When a when a woman, some women get around that kind of alpha. Oh come on, male. No, she no, was no. like Brian. You should have seen his girlfriend. The hottest thing of all time. I mean, yeah. Dude, think ridiculous. about this. Do you yeah. understand yeah. when what you're the a superstar? NBA it was ridiculous. When you're a yeah. fucking physical superstar, no, dude, and, when and you're rich, the four hundred and twentieth guy in the NBA, you're still crushing the best out there. Uh, of dude. course. Of think course. about that, dude. Like being, a, imagine being a female, rep- any female. Around an NBA, let's just say a top thirty player. Imagine that. Imagine being—you are around the genetic super freak, multi-millionaire. Yeah. yeah, that's like us being towel boy at a Victoria's Secrets fucking show. Correct. Where we're just handing out towels in the locker room. Hi, ladies. Hi, la- dude. That is the highest level of what we're going after. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. The and by the way, the Tom world. Brady's wife, Ghislaine, uh, or uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Giselle. Giselle, most likely from Nazis. Anyways, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. I mean, dude, you're a Brazilian blonde with a German last name. So you're right. Anyways. Van Munchen. She's actually Dutch, I think. Uh, anyways, guys, thanks so much. Conspiracy Social Club. Go Tom Brady. Go Patrick Mahomes. I only Come hope Come see for- us. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be in North Carolina at Raleigh's February 18th through the 20th. This weekend, this weekend we are. I'm at uh, in Miami, February four, five, and six. This Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then I got uh, Zanies in Nashville, February 11, 12, and thirteen. Then I got Virginia Beach comedy, no, uh, Funny Bone, Virginia Beach Funny Bone, February 18, 19, 20. And then I'm at Jacksonville. I'm in Jacksonville, March. Jacksonville Comedy Zone, March uh, four, five, and six. And then I'm in Omaha, March 11, 12, and 13. Come get some. Thank you. This has been the Man Dragon. <laughs> and the Fat, <laughs> Fat dragon, dragon, but getting thinner, but getting thinner. I'm trying, this dude. Is, this, is the, this is the plump dragon. We need to get... No, I like Fat Dragon. We need Fat to get... It, go from, it will go from an F to a PH. Can you breathe some fire? Like, <laughs>
That's good. Dude, that's we good. need to make Fat Dragon and Man Dragon t-shirts. We will. We should make it almost like, dude, should almost look like a, um, did, have you seen that? I know we're leaving. But By the way, you, you're wearing the Conspiracy Social Club. I love it because it's it's deep waters. It's deep waters. I, I love that. And it's that you can barely see it too. It's just fucking black. On. But we, dude, have I'll you seen you the one. King Kong Godzilla trailer? Dude, I get Bluetooth rock hard watching that thing. <laughs> My dick gets so hard because I grew up on Godzilla. Yeah. I, I like it's, it's. I'm a weird freak for that shit. Yeah. And Godzilla versus King Kong, you have to watch it. They got the right song, and King Kong just punches Godzilla. I'm like, damn. So now the whole plot is like that's Robo Godzilla. Anyways, we should make a shirt like that. All right, we Fat will. Dragon versus we will. Man Dragon. We got more shirts on the website, so check it out, and we'll do that. Let's do that. Let's let's have a powwow. We should just have a fat dragon shirt, a man dragon shirt, and then a fat dragon versus man dragon shirt. Well, I want to do a tour, the the man dragon slash fat dragon tour. (laughs) The dragons tour? The dragons tour, dude. Come on! The dragons of comedy? Yes! Yeah. Dragons of comedy. (laughs) We're out. When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They, they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken snake gods and the Anunnaki and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters.